Dancing Lines podcast, where we interview experts, partners, developers, customers, and fans who use ServiceNow platform. I'm your host, Noel Nathan, and on, along with me is my co-host, Hisham Gamiri. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to the first ever Dancing Lines podcast. Today, we're excited to sit down with Raymond Beherling. Raymond is a managing director of Platformation, a ServiceNow partner based out of Netherlands with lots of experience, and he will tell us all about it momentarily. So, without further ado, Raymond, are you ready to get dancing? Absolutely. Very happy to join your first podcast ever. So, Raymond, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, um, well, actually, I come from a ServiceNow customer. So, the first time I ever was introduced to ServiceNow, we were doing a... um, replacement uh, uh, project uh, because one of the products we were using for our ITSM um, was end of life so we needed needed to replace it and then uh, well as many uh, customers do they create long lists short lists and um, um, this uh, helped us in making a decision and then I got so very enthusiastic about the platform that I actually got a little bit hooked to it nice that is awesome so how long have you been dancing on the ServiceNow stage? Um, well, I've been counting, and I think it's uh, over five to six years already. Seen a lot of different companies. First, yeah, like I said, started as a customer myself, and then uh, uh, later on started implementing it at other uh, enterprise customers. So you must be bringing a very unique perspective, being on both sides of the fence, so to speak, being as a customer and now being as somebody who's implementing it for customers. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've seen the real pitfalls of uh, being a customer and to trying to put everything on the same platform and building it out, and then realize, oh, I have to do an upgrade. So um, that's stuff I take with me on uh, on customer projects I now do, of course, is how can we stick to out of the box? How can we make the upgradable uh, upgradability as smooth as possible? Awesome. We're gonna get. We're gonna dive deeper into that. But let's let's start with this question. What made you focus on service now? Like, what is so? What made you enthusiastic about the platform? Yeah. So when uh, when I first saw the platform, um, I didn't realize it actually. So we were very focused on uh, implementing it for IT service management, and we did see it had a very mature uh, capabilities for the ITM suite back then already but after a while of course we saw that we could uh, um, implement uh, different uh, specific applications that I worked for many service provider so we did a lot of data center uh, services and we could um, do um, stuff like vulnerability management we could put this in the product and because there were no yeah there were some point solutions out there but they had too much and uh, therefore were a little bit too expensive for our needs back then. That's awesome, Raymond. Uh, so, Platformation is known for um, the uh, applications. Uh, I, I believe you have about eight uh, applications on the App Store today, on the ServiceNow App Store. Can you tell us a bit uh, about the applications that you are providing for free today to ServiceNow customers and also about the latest uh, applications you have developed 
for the uh, DevOps uh, gaming. Um, if you can touch on that and how uh, those applications can help uh, ServiceNow customers elevate their uh, implementation in the platform. Yeah, definitely. So um, when uh, four years ago a platformation was started, we immediately started the company implementing platforms uh, at customers. So uh, that do, doing that back then, facility management was not a big uh, topic at ServiceNow. Um, so uh, our first ever app that we created was the Room for You app, which made it possible to um, do room reservations in an application in ServiceNow. Um, so we actually built out that uh, those topics. So we had uh, we created uh, a lot of different applications around the topic of facilities management, while doing more and more uh, different projects in different areas of the platform. Uh, we also realized that we could uh, build out things like a um, plan board. So um, every service department within the enterprise had, has to do with operational planning of their engineers, right? Uh, they're doing projects, working on incidents, problems, and it doesn't matter whether it, it's a facilities incident or it's an IT incident. Um, it's always the customer looking for a solution how to combine the project work with operational work. So that's why we created the uh, the plan board. Yeah. Then um, proving that we could really build out applications, uh, customers uh, saw that and um, gave us the trust for their specific business applications. So we actually built a number of specific business applications that are not published in the store, but like for one of our customers, long-time customers already, we built out a safety base. So um, they have uh, manufacturing um, plants all over the world. Uh, and of course, they want their engineers or people working on those um, machines to be safe. So they do regular checks of all the stuff on the plants and uh, are there people working safely. So how long did it took you to... Uh, so one thing that uh, we see customers asking for and wanting is the rapid development on the ServiceNow platform uh, where an application like this most of the time takes about you know, at least a few months, five to six months, how long it took you on average to build this application for this customer on the, using the ServiceNow platform? Yeah, so we, we always go for minimum viable product. So um, I think the safety base was around two weeks. That's amazing. One, one major customer here in Quebec, basically by cutting off the time on uh, building the database, building the workflows, building the uh, the forms by leveraging the ServiceNow platform, you definitely cut the the time of any project uh, by half. That's my my opinion and my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So based on your experience, Raymond, um, what do you think what, um, the customers today should be aware of? Uh, can you tell us more about uh, the failures and maybe uh, some successes along the way that happened after you had to readapt the initial project. Yeah, so, so just to stipulate what we've learned is already is that back then, I think the, the safety-based application we built on Dublin, and we now realize that ServiceNow is coming with two releases every year, and they bring in so much 
let's say, basic functionality that you could reuse in your apps that, um, yeah, you should be very aware of what ServiceNow is working on and how you can use it in your future projects or within your projects. Because most of the time, all the projects are done phased, of course. So don't try to put everything in the first phase because probably while you're doing a, a rollout of an application, you're going to also have an upgrade of the platform and it's going to bring you even more capabilities to bring in your application. Thanks a lot, Raymond, for this insight. The idea of the podcast, and you are the first guest today, when we met a few months ago in Amsterdam around dinner, you told us about uh, unusual way you got into ServiceNow. I know you touched on this quite a bit before, but you actually have a cooking background. So can you maybe you know tell the audience how you went from cooking to uh, IT and uh, you know take us around that journey and and today obviously the reason why we connect with you guys in Amsterdam is that we have the same culture and if you can touch a bit around the, the culture as well that platformation is trying to put in place using uh, the ServiceNow platform and using uh, the I would say the the Dutch culture as well in uh, in, in that. Yeah, so so my my background is pretty strange where I ended up now. So I started uh, doing hotel management, um, and I got uh, into the hotel um, uh, management systems. Okay, okay. And um, I had a lot of, a lot of fun uh, working in the hotels and working at, with the systems, and uh, I was very passionate about everything that got to do with the IT. So actually, the uh, the software vendor. Uh, asked me to join their team, and this is how I rolled into IT. And I believe this this is really the key thing, is you need to be passionate about stuff you're doing. So you don't always need a correct background in education or stuff like that. But if you have the right passion, you, you're willing to learn and overcome everything you uh, what crosses your way. You know, one of our top uh, administrators today I actually hired him when I went to Best Buy. You have no idea what Best Buy is. It's an electronic shop where you go to repair your PC. And you know how I am, uh, you know, a bit crazy. And I was all over the map. And the guy was so helpful. I looked at him and I said, you know, do you want to go away from here and learn a cool platform? He's like, yeah, I want to. And he's one of our best, you know, ad administrator developer today. You're right. I mean, it's all about uh, finding having passion. Um. Yeah, so I also, with my background, I compared it to that all we are giving is service, right? So, uh, and it's exactly the same with the applications that are in ServiceNow or built on top of ServiceNow, it's all about service. Right. And uh, when, you, um, when you do hotel management, everything is about service, service-minded. So we always look um, look for people that are also very service minded, helping out customers um, in sometimes ways that uh, they advise customers not to do stuff. So. so, in that regard, have you uh, started implementing? Do you see any success in implementing today's the CSM application of ServiceNow, the customer service uh, new application? Have you had any uh, stories to share around this? Any successes? Yes, we did that a couple of times. Well, one of the things we'll have to be very keen on is to understand the customer business, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so from a, let's say, sales and marketing perspective, people always try to put them in horizontals or verticals. But it's really about the customer itself to understand what kind of business do they do and uh, what are their customers and how do they want to treat their customers. And this leads to um, understanding what components you need to implement. Um, and it's all about conversation then, talking a lot with your customer or with our, uh, with our new prospects about what they are doing and what they want to achieve. Well, definitely when we look at customers, the, the thing I like about ServiceNow, personally, is I always say, you know, if everyone was using ServiceNow, then we would definitely have world peace. Because uh, it, <laughs> it seems that people who are into the platform, they enjoy it. You know, um, if you remember the first time we've met in Orlando, we had, multiple people from different backgrounds and, you know, having fun together. And sometimes uh, I think ServiceNow transcends, or the usage of it transcends, you know, religion, political background, colors, and height. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. For those of you who are just listening, who have not met Raymond, Raymond, uh, do you want to share how tall you are, Raymond? Uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know within feet, but uh, almost two meters. Two meters is about seven, seven, two. And Nathan is what? I'm about five, eight. So I I definitely look up every time I I, I sit next to Raymond or stand next to him. I'm always looking up. So uh, it's quite the the height you got there, Raymond. So Raymond, last time we we talked, uh, we were in Amsterdam sharing some sushi. You told us that your platformation today is located in Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, uh, you have projects in the U.S., and you have implementations in France and in England today. What's the commonality between implementations in all these countries? And what's, uh, in your opinion, one of the mistakes that, regardless of country, regardless of language, people always do make? And how, uh, today with the listeners, we can maybe help with that? Um, yeah, so so why we're doing all these kind of projects in different countries is because, yeah, we consider ourselves a little bit as ninjas. So we come in with a small team and conquer the customers' projects. And um, uh, some of the customers out there are lo- looking for subject matter experts on specific ServiceNow topics um, who know yeah, how to use or, as we call it, unleash the power of the platform, right? Uh, so we come across some customers that have very specific business needs or um, are uh, trying out, uh, uh, let, let's say, the PPM modules. And uh, we've built out some assets which we could reuse in those kind of projects, which makes us very successful. So bringing in a lot of value for sh- in a short time. That's basically what we do. So today your expertise or your main expertise, but formation is known for uh, performance analytics, as my wife calls it, PA, and she doesn't know what it means. Um, <laughs> and if she hears this, she's going to hate me. Um, and you have also a big expertise, your major player around the ITOM, the IT operations. Where do you see the evolution of ITOM today? Um, as far as, you know, cloud management, the new features being released, uh, orchestration, discovery, service mapping, where do you see it going? you know, in the next six months to a year? 
the customers we do projects with around the item really see that they need to first populate a proper CMDB to have, uh, let's say, common ground and common information of which we uh, they can start the automation part. Um, and with automation, of course, you can really go for efficiency and lowering your total cost. So, yeah, a, a lot of the projects start with implementing CMDB configuration management and then quickly work out to orchestration automation. Um, and there are a lot of um, good solutions out there, but, yeah, you need one point that uh, orchestrate. Uh, um, sorry. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, some thoughtful insights from our first guest in our first ever podcast, Raymond, um, about the ServiceNow platform. So, Raymond, thank you very much for taking the time. I know it's our very, we finally delivered on our promise after six months of telling you that we're going to launch our podcast. Uh, so thank you from us. It's all about just doing it. And I just wanted to say there, you know, there are sometimes, you know, the Dancing Lions is a, is a podcast meant to bring you about the ServiceNow platform stories. So there are two kinds of people in life, and one of them is those who dance, and then there are others who just watch people dance. And with Raymond, he is definitely a dancer. And trust me, you will not miss him on the dance floor. With his height, he is just as tall as even as LeBron James. So you will not miss him. So, Raymond, any parting words from you for today? I'm sure we're going to have you on our next podcast uh, many times in the coming future. But I just want to give you an opportunity to say some parting words for this podcast. Okay. Well, um, as you said, the dancer, I'm a dancer and I'm, I'm dancing on red shoes, right? So uh, probably <laughs> in, in my gray uh, suit, exactly, probably people can recognize me next time they're in knowledge or one on the now forums. Uh, they can just uh, walk up to us and um, get connected. All right. So thank you today uh, again, Raymond. And that's it for us from today, folks. So stay tuned for our next episode where we bring you hashtag SPS, ServiceNow Platform Stories. And if you want to reach us, you can contact us at hgcnow.com. That is hgcnow.com. Or if you want to be a guest on our show, we're happy to have you.